Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research, conducting interviews, and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 80 of the Restoring Report podcast. This is a podcast about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And I'm super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today. As always, I'm going to be reacting to Bill Johnson's marriage advice. It's about a five minute, 38 second interview of him being interviewed by a young man or an older man. Um, and what the older man asks Bill is, what is some young, what is some advice you would give to young newly married couples and that that's something why that we haven't really talked about much on this show what's some advice from an older father figure who's done merit premarital counseling uh, he's a successful pastor he's a very successful husband more importantly he's more importantly a successful husband husband and father um, so what's something that he would say is a good piece of advice to give to newly married individuals who are seeking to honor each other and God in a relationship. And I'm really excited to just see what he has to say here, because for those of you who did not miss the episode of me reacting to Bill Johnson's uh, sermon on family recently that came out, be sure to go back and listen to that if you if you missed it. But for those of you who listened to it, uh, you know that this man is just an unbelievably wise and intelligent man who has so much experience uh, and has just crafted a massive legacy in the world of his marriage and family and his grandchildren now and his great-grandchildren now. It's just, he has a rich legacy. He is a very rich legacy. And he's just recently lost his wife as well. So send up a prayer for Bill Johnson. If you, if you think of it, I'm, I'm he's just, I'm sure that's torn him apart, but he's just a, he's a great man. So I'm excited to see his opinion today. Let's go ahead and get into the video. Uh, folks that are just newly married, if you could give him a couple of things to you know, remember, like you probably don't do many, much premarital counseling anymore. I don't imagine. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, but I don't anymore. But uh, what are like you know three or four things you would just say to them, like, hey, remember this and hold on to this, or um, you know, humility is a big deal in any relationship. You know, mm. it's not having to be right goes a long ways in valuing a person, that you actually value a person more than your opinion. Mm. And that helps a lot. Uh, I, I give an illustration, it's kind of a violent one, but it gets the point <laughs> across. 
I have a friend. I can't wait to hear it now. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> it's about got, newlyweds. I, I, yeah, a <laughs> guy was shot. How does that help? I have a friend who was deer hunting, and he saw this deer, and he pulled his gun up to shoot, and he shot the deer. But as he shot, he noticed a hunter on the other side of the deer who was also shooting the deer. Mm. As it turned out, he shot the deer. The other hunter shot him. He obviously lived because he lived to tell me the story. And any time any couple, married couple, faces a problem and they're not standing together, they have the chance of shooting each other. Mm -hmm. Dang. Do you guys hear that? Man, he's starting off this video on just, wow, such a high note. Um, Wow. Um, That immediately made me think of couples who argue in public in front of other people um, being on different sides of a problem when in reality they should be on the same team, you know, and I I can't imagine that being a more helpful piece of advice for newlyweds to always approach any problem you come across from the same side. Always be a team, always be a unit whenever you're dealing with a problem. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. Um, you know, something that I'm going to definitely try to implement in my future marriage, especially early, is I never want to um, be at odds or opposed to something my partner says in public, uh, because I always, I think that unified front is super important to keep us on the same team, right? And to um, just make sure we're on the same side of the argument. If if something I get things need to be brought up in private and discussed and uh, worked through together, but in public... I always want to be on the same side as my spouse because, I mean, it's our, that's our spouse, right? It's our duty to back them up in times of difficulty, in times of, uh, where there's an adversary in front of us, be that, you know, uh, an opinion or a a direct attack. I think it's our duty to be there for our spouse and not on opposing sides of a problem. So, and so I, I try to get them to isolate the problem as separate. In other words, she's not the problem. He's not the problem. Yeah. You've got a financial issue. It brings a lot of tension. Isolate it separate from the two of you and then together begin to address it. Mm. And that seems to help. It, it helps me in my thinking. How can yeah. we address the situation yeah. instead of yeah. how can I fix yeah. you? Yeah. In, in the- exactly. Yeah. 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 My goal isn't to change you. My goal is we've got this added pressure in our life. It's our neighbor. It's our finances. It's our relative. It's their in-laws. It's you know whatever it might be yeah. In, yeah. in everyday homes. And so together, let's just see if we can... We can just acknowledge it and face it together and give each other help and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So humility would be one of the ways that you would advise newlyweds, or, or it, I'm sure it works all throughout marriage. Totally. Actually, I know it does because I, yes. I live that way. Yes. But the, uh, <laughs> what else would you, would you say to folks at well, starting out? The, you know, the main thing is, is passionate, practical love for God. Mm. I mean, it, it, really, it really does. You know, if I love God with all of my heart, there's more love to love my wife with than if I make her number one. Mm-hmm. If I make her number one, it puts her in a in a in an ugly position she she can't fill. Yeah. But if I yeah. if I really give myself to honor the Lord, then what I'm going to do is I'm my decisions are really going to be for her according to what God values. Mm-hmm. This is a kind of a highly debated topic that is obviously a sensitive issue because here we are talking about two. Probably the, the no, not probably the two biggest priorities that you should have in your life: your spouse and your relationship with God. Right. So uh, this is obviously a sensitive issue because it's not like in saying your spouse should not trump God. He's not trying to under 
emphasize the importance of prioritizing your spouse. He's just trying to uh, actually create a healthier marriage by keeping your priorities where they should be, which is not letting your spouse go above God. Obviously, that's that would be not a, a rough thing to do uh, for your marriage, for you, and for your wife. Now, I will say that a problem I see a lot today is people who actually don't prioritize their spouse enough. Um or even finding their spouse enough or their family enough. Instead, they chase, you know, autonomy, individualism, their own selfish pursuits, their own worldly gain. There's a lot of things that people chase in this world today that they should instead be pursuing their spouse according to God's design for, you know. And something that I've said a lot on this show, I actually got this this, this illustration, this teaching from William Paul Young, author of The Shack. Highly recommend that book for anybody who hasn't seen it. But something that he says is, Rather than thinking of it as a tier system where God is only number one, you should really think of it as a system where every number that you have in your life, every priority that you have in your life, God is at the center of. And when you think of it like that, God is not only, he's not just the biggest part of your life, he's actually involved in every element, big or small, of your life. So think of it like a uh, a orbital or something that they hang over the the um, the, the cradle of newborns. Um, what there's kind of God in the center and everything else is kind of revolving around that. Uh, that's one way to think of it. Another way to think of it is God being inside every priority of your life rather than in just the top spot in just number one, uh, in just the biggest spot. Instead, you put him in everything and he's the center of every priority you have. Um, and that's something that I, I found very helpful, but take that, take that if you will, if that helps you, absolutely. Hi guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to and now without further ado let's get back to the episode um but obviously i would agree with him that your spouse should never take a higher place above god in your heart um but i think according to the model i just described your spouse is your number one while god is the center of your number one and the center of your number two and the center of your number three and the center of your number four etc all the way down to you know whatever your last priority is um, really, and I think that's a better way of looking at it because I don't think giving God just the number one spot or just the biggest spot is uh, the best idea it's for a number of reasons. I don't think that's very uh, reflective of a healthy relationship with between you and God, um, right? I think it's uh, better if you put him in everything you do, right? If you put him in, if he's involved in every aspect of your life, every thought you have, every step you take, I think that's a little bit healthier. And also, um, I just, it just, it's, it seems to work better. I mean, if you, if you, if there if there are aspects of your life, if God is just number one and He's not really involved in the other aspects of your life, um, you know, if you go to church on Sunday, for example, or if you serve in a ministry on Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday or whatever, and then you leave the 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 service area that you've been attending, um, and you don't really take God with you, it's kind of like He's not. He's just a small fraction. It's it's really there's a really beautiful thing when you are able to, um 
just integrate God into every aspect of your life, which he really is anyway, right? We don't leave God at the church door. He goes with us. He goes with us everywhere we go. We carry him around. We, you know, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. So just realizing that and looking at it more that way, I think is helpful as well. And, you know, that's, that's what every wife wants anyway. That's what every husband wants anyways. They want, they want, they want to be valued authentically for who they are, not just for what I can make you to become. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that just goes a long way when there's that kind of celebration in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so I, I think just loving, loving God well in a practical way, where it affects the way I think about people, yes. the way I celebrate people, the way I look to invest in people. You know, the, you know, the men are, have historically been quick to point out wives be subject to their husbands and they forget that they've got the heavy mandate and that's loving like Jesus loved the church and he ended up dying because of his love. So that sets a pretty high standard. And it's not hard for wives to take their place when they've got a husband who dies for them, you know, on a daily basis. And that's really, it's, it has to become practical. It can't be this theory. It can't be just a point of doctrine. It's got- that's so good, man. I love that he's talking about this and addressing this just from, he has a massive platform. So to hear these awesome truths coming out of his mouth are just so encouraging to me. It makes me feel like there's hope for the next generation. Um, and beyond hope, it makes me feel like, feel like there's success in wait. You know, it makes me feel like there's a thriving future for us. Uh, when we're getting advice like this, because he really has such a great point there. Scripture has profoundly good marriage advice in from Paul in those those verses that he just mentioned. Wives, submit to your husbands and Christ, and, and men, lay down your lives for your wives. Serve her and everything as Christ served the church. Those things are massive callings, yes, but they're also profoundly important, right? They're profoundly important. Uh, they're great for us to do for one another. If we don't do those things for one another, um, it it's just, it's hard. It's hard and uh, people end up not feeling valued or taken advantage of or uh, just things start to fall apart. They, they feel like their partner is selfish and no longer on their team, no longer on their side. And it's, it's really just so much better when uh, men do that. They give themselves up for their, for their bride and uh, women do the same thing. It's, um, it's really so much better that way. So I just love those verses, love that advice from him. And let's continue with the video. Gotta be, this is the way I live life. Yeah. I live life with you in mind mm-hmm. uh, for your benefit, for your, for your welfare, for what you think is valuable, not what I think is valuable for you. Yeah. yeah. And so I, 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 think that's, I think that's helpful and I think it's practical. That's so good. I live my life for your welfare. I love how he said that. Just beautiful illustration there. Uh, the, the, man, the man that Bill Johnson spiritually fathered in a time of crisis grew up to have a great quote as well. His name is Chris Valton. And he said, he says to his wife and children, I do not have a mistress called the church that you are competing with. And what he meant by that, he goes on to explain is that his ministry is never going to take a higher priority than his family. In other words, if his family needs something, if his family is in need of something, then he will meet that and he will provide that and he will minister to that before he moves on to his public ministry that God has called him to, because his first calling of God is to serve his family, right? So good. Just love that. And then he said, um, uh, it's not hard for wives to take their place. By that you mean it's not hard for them to have a stance of respect and um, mutual respect or? You know, there's a lot of resistance to any kind of influence, even in homes, Christian homes sometimes, of a man influencing the wife because she wants to be this independent person. Mm -hmm. You know, they're better as a team. Mm -hmm. And there is a role. There is a a way it works. Mm -hmm. And if... 
if the husband is laying his life down on a daily basis with affection and care and concern for that person, investing in them so that they can become everything, yeah. man, a woman would be crazy to not to yeah. not be attracted to that because yeah. that's it's you know, it's it's the old story of the of the husband that gave his his wife a list of what he expected from her, and she tried the whole marriage and she could never fulfill the list. It was just mm-hmm. continuously frustrating. Years go by, he dies, she gets remarried, and she finds this list with this new husband who treats her like a queen. And as she reads through the list, she finds that she's doing everything on the list because of love that she couldn't do out of law. Mm -hmm. That's very good. And that's where he ends the video. And something I'd just like to point out there is how he talked about how if somebody really has your best interest at heart, if somebody is uh, serving you just giving their entire life for you, thinking of you every time they make a decision, keeping your welfare in mind throughout the course of them directing uh, their life, that should be attractive. If you're not attracted to that, there's something wrong. If you're not attracted to that and your spouse, a spouse who's serving uh, you and laying down your life for you, uh, ladies, that is a definitely an indicator that there's something going on there that's not right because i mean he just talked about i I actually wrote a book on this the it's the dependence is a supreme value that we should have independence is not when we have this idea of not needing anybody or anything then service becomes completely not only irrelevant but impossible to do for men right if you do not have any needs as a woman how can your man serve you how can he meet your needs how can he step up to the plate and provide what you ask for if you never ask for anything if you refuse to need anything or rely on anyone outside yourself then you cannot expect to experience intimacy you cannot expect to experience uh, closeness and a loving serving trusting relationship with somebody and that same thing really applies to men as well so i just love that he uh, addressed that there at the end just a lot opening yourself up to rely on your spouse you know um if they're serving you and doing their best to prioritize the relationship and make it healthy and Uh, keep you in mind in all the decisions they make and keep your welfare foremost at heart, then that should be attractive, right? That's something you want to submit to. That's something you want to give yourself to. That's something you want to wholly accept. So I just love that. Love the way he ended this video. This was an awesome video. Loved reacting to it. For those of you who are more interested in Bill Johnson, you can check out the Bill Johnson Teaching official YouTube channel that I got this from. I'll include the link in the show notes to this video if you'd like to watch it yourself. Also, reach out and let me know what you thought of the episode using the link in the show notes to send me a voice message in your own voice. I love to hear from you guys. It makes me feel super connected to my audience. You can also follow the Restoring Report podcast on Facebook and Instagram if you like what we do. So thank you guys so much for listening today, and we will talk to you guys next time.